Um, is that my beer suit? Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> to Consuming the Craft podcast. That's the perfect way to start this. Uh, Kate Money Kim from the North Carolina Craft Beverage Museum. This is a Consuming the Craft podcast. Is that my beer suit? Yes, actually, it is your beer suit. That is the same beer suit that you wore at a couple festivals uh, when we were touting how awesome this museum is. And first of all, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there has been a lot of exciting and new things happening at the North Carolina Craft Beverage Museum. I know you guys have three permanent exhibits and you have something now traveling across the state. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, talk to me about it. it it's super. Well, first of all, they're heavy. <laughs> they're very heavy. I've been excited to not have to lift those, but I've had to lift them quite a bit. Yes. And they are super heavy. Yes. And they are amazing. Yeah. All of those things are true. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we, I say we, cause I feel akin to it since I'm on the board, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But uh, the traveling exhibit is now going to be where, when, how can people see it? Sure. So, um, so yes, we've launched first three permanent exhibits that yes. are in Asheville. And those are in um, partnership with a few of our founding sponsors. So we have an exhibit on beer in North Carolina at Wedge Brewing's new location downtown at the Grove Arcade. We have an exhibit on spirits in North Carolina that's really more focused on moonshine at Cultivated Cocktails Tasting Room on Page Avenue. And then right next door, the Aventine Wine Bar. Bar, um, with Plebe Urban Winery, we have an exhibit on wine in North Carolina. So our first traveling exhibit we launched um, at the Funkatorium just last May. And um, thanks to WikiWe, we were able to bring that to life. The concept was great. And then now seeing it in like person. Yeah. It's awesome. So it builds on those permanent exhibits. It's called Pour Me Another, A Story of North Carolina Told Through Drink. And um, it has three different sections, one on wine, one on beer, and one on spirits. Um, it's going to have more more detail. Um, and so it was at the Funkatorium from May through August last year. And then um, now it is up for travel. So really anyone can rent it um, for a minimum of three months. Um, so museums, you know, breweries, wineries. Because it's heavy. Banks. Uh, yeah. Um, law offices. Anyone who wants it can rent it. Sure. CVBs, visitor bureaus. Anyone else out there interested can contact the museum. We do already have it booked for six months coming up this year. It's a first travel across the state. It's going to go to Raleigh and it's at the City of Raleigh Museum. Um, Which is right. pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's right downtown on Fayetteville Street. I'm very excited. I must be honest and say I'm a little biased because I am from Raleigh. So I'm excited to go there to my hometown and launch this exhibit um, on first Friday in May for the art walk around downtown. We'll have it up. They're going to add stuff to it specific to Raleigh. And we're going to do all kinds of events and programming there throughout the six months that they're going to keep it. It'll be there through the end of October this year. So absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And so if anybody else wants it, uh, they can contact the you about the traveling exhibit through our website. Yeah. I mean, basically, it's an info at NC Bev Museum, but you know that I'm that person behind there it's being like, uh, you're the, the strings. Yeah, you're, you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, they're talking to you. Yes, they are. Uh, and it's speaking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that my beer suit? Uh, <laughs> speaking of beer suits... Uh, we do forward-facing outside stuff for the museum a lot. Um, we've talked about a bunch of things. And one of the things that uh, we've added, which is very, very exciting, is a walking tour. Yes. Uh, with the help of some great people here in Asheville uh, with 
the museum involved. Yes. And so tell people about that because I, yes. I think that's sweet. Yes, I'm very excited about that. So um, we have partnered with Asheville Free Walking Tours. Um, that I'm is, sorry, did you say free? I said free. It is a tip-based tour program um, that's very common um, all over the world. So um, that is another option here in Asheville. They do all kinds of tours, but we partnered with them and worked together to write a tour and train um, to uh, highlight what's happening with beverage history here in North Carolina. And this one specifically goes through our three permanent exhibits. So it goes from Wedge to uh, Cultivated to the Aventine. You get to try local things, and then you're learning about local North Carolina history while you drink. You get to get three important beverage groups. Yes. Spirits, beer, beer, it's beer, <laughs> beer, spirits, and wine all in one walking tour. Yeah. It's so if you don't like cool. one or the other, you still get a chance to be mm -hmm. socially engaged with the education that uh, is part of the walking tour, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited about it because it adds a little something to, you know, your your food or in Bev tours here in Asheville. Um, you know, it's a obviously a beverage tour and you're going to try things, but it's adding in a lot of history. You get to see the exhibits. We have artifacts and all of those exhibits specific to North Carolina. So <laughs> And cool. for those of you that don't know what an artifact is, it means stuff. <laughs> Three-dimensional, <laughs> tangible things that you cannot put your hands on because they're behind plexiglass. Oh, yeah. We definitely, we protect those. We, we have to. <laughs> so protecting our uh, integrity during our tour, we also need to have a tour of our taste buds. Oh, gosh. And so this is the point of the show where we like to do a little bit of booze clues. <laughs> so I poured you a effervescent cocktail uh, just oh. before we started. It's in a wine glass. It is opaque and almost, uh, as my son would call it, lelomade, because mm. he can't pronounce lemonade um. yet. What do you taste? What do you smell? What do you think it is? I taste, it tastes a little bit like orange juice. Yeah. Um, and I smell oranges. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, not very refined. So good. But it's, you've nailed it. It's very tasty. It's light. It feels, I was going to say feels. I guess that's true. It feels yeah. in my mouth um, a little bubbly. No, it's got some sparkle to it. I think it's a little tart. There's some sourness yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely tart. Very refreshing though. It yeah. finishes very, very clean. Yes. There's, I mean, the orange is there retronasally as you breathe out through your nose. You get a lot of that uh, fruit forward. I get a little banana. Mm. Isolamyl acetate. Um, retronasally is a word I've never heard before. Retronasal is like when you drink, you keep your mouth closed and you breathe out your nose. What's happening is you're smelling things that you're not getting like in your nose as you're drinking. So what happens is your body temperature is actually warming up the stuff in your mouth and in your throat as you're, and so if you keep your mouth closed and you breathe out through your nose, you're re-cementing some of the smells, the volatile organic acids or in compounds that are going to be hitting your olfactory sense in your nose and you'll be able to smell subtle nuances of change. Wow. So I... Not the only nerd in the room now, are yeah, you? Yeah. I was like, can we go back to artifacts? Because that's what I... That's what, although I consider... And I just called that stuff in boxes and you were like, it's not just stuff in boxes. It's it's an artifact. It's really important. Yeah. Serious business. And with like your gloves and stuff, your artifact kit. Yes, so, I do have a kit. Yes, I know. But back to this beverage. And I thought it was kind of interesting because... We talked uh, a little bit before I started approaching record about some of the kind of the trends. And you brought up one of these uh, collaborations. And one of those collaborations was that uh, Bojangles oh, tea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, 
Appalachian Mountain Brewing Company. Yeah. They made this Bojangles sweet tea ready to drink cocktail. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about it and I was like, maybe we should have a ready to drink cocktail Mm -hmm. for Booze Clues. So this is actually Dominga, uh, the mimosa sour from New Belgium. So Mm -hmm. they've kind of crafted a malt beverage to emulate a mimosa. And um, I enjoy the mimosa in all its forms and all its deliciosity, the champagne and orange juice and riffs and variations on all of that. But uh, I think this is really refreshing. So I did it. I got the orange part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you nailed it. I was saying that history is always happening in the beverage industry. And I was like, one of the more recent things that just happened was the announcement of um, Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea in partnership with Appalachian Mountain Bring out of Boone. You know, not on the smaller craft side, but Pepsi did just get rid of Sierra Mist. What? Yeah. Oh, see? Gosh. History. History. Is, it, no, they, they stopped producing ceramics and now they have a beverage in the lime, lemon lime category called Starry, hmm. which I found out from my brilliant wife is a hidden track on uh, Taylor Swift's album. Yes. <laughs> a T. Sweezy's album. So, Sweezy, if you're out there, you're, I'm, we're listening. I'm totally a Swifty. So, are, yeah. yeah. I mean, so these are things that my daughter I was listening and my wife, to yeah. it on the way here. So, it's hilarious. Yeah. But, that uh, product that they just released hmm. is taking place of Sierra Mist because they were tanking. I guess they weren't doing as great market share because of Seven Up and Sprite. Interesting. Yeah, so they've crafted their third or fourth different lemon lime soda to release to the public. Hmm. I've yet to try it. I'd be very, very curious. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I saw it on the shelf the other day, and I was like, ah, I was busy, and I had you to... saw Starry. It's already on the shelf. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're releasing it like January, huh? Twenty twenty-three. So it was. Again, history happening right now. Yeah. For all of you people with all that Sierra Nevada, or it's not Sierra Nevada, Sierra Mist merch. Yeah. Uh, that would be artifacts now, right? Yes, it Historic is. Historic artifacts. We actively collect, so you can always reach out to us. Um, Speaking of actively collect, you're doing some research on some new stuff too. Yes. Well, research on not new stuff. It's re- well, new re- research for me. <laughs> No, but we're, re- we're yes, you know, there's everything's evolving, right? So yes. we, we have now a traveling exhibit. We want to put up more exhibits. Yes. We want to make sure that this thing continues to move forward. And I really think it's just going to blow up this year more than any. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's been going on for a long time. It, But this new research you're doing, research on old stuff to present in a new light, <laughs> yes, because yes. we're trying to tell the history of North Carolina through the lens of craft beverage. There's mm-hmm. a lot Mm-hmm. of craft beverages when people start thinking about milk and coffee and tea and mm-hmm. wine and beer and cider and spirits. So what are some of the things that you're researching and actually maybe some of the things that you're most excited about? Well, I am working this year on an, our next traveling exhibit, which will look at temperance and prohibition specifically in North Carolina. So that one, um, it's been uh, well-researched. I'm obviously using a fair amount of secondary sources as well, but um, the exhibit itself, you know, I'm drilling down into more primary sources so that I can put it together in a really fun and intriguing and exciting way for people to learn about um, prohibition and really how it's still impacting us today. There are a lot of things in place that, you know, dictate how you're able to buy what you buy, where you buy it, um, what you're able to consume. And so helping, you know, um, the public understand uh, prohibition, the history behind it and how it's still impacting us today. Um, I'm really excited about that. Um, The other thing I'm really excited about this year is our upcoming Punch Club. 
Yes. So we started that last year as well. That was new. Punch Club was awesome. Punch Club's fun. (laughs) You go and you drink punch and you talk about history. Yes. And this year we have a lot of guest speakers lined up and it's basically about an hour and a half. You get to um, try punch. This Punch Club is way more edgy than the last Punch Club. Yes. Oh, this year I'm excited. Um, People are probably, you might get... A little bit uncomfortable. I'm not gonna lie. So, and you love that. I do. You I love so to. Loved it. <laughs> I love to force people to talk about history and like challenge all their ideas and thoughts. It's really fun. <laughs> so, for example, um, we're gonna launch it again in March. We'll be talking about the Edenton Tea Party, but the overarching theme is um, women's political activism. Uh, so that'll be fun. We're gonna relate it to current day topics. You can come try punch. You don't have to like talk and get uncomfortable, but you can just like learn new things and sit quietly. And That's punch fine is too. always fantastic. Yes. <laughs> I mean, be honest, like the punch. Yeah. I had to talk last year and the punch was always the star of the show. Yeah. So delicious. Yeah. Uh, dangerously delicious. Yeah. Like, I would like say. sneaky. Yeah. It was very, very sneaky because the way the flavors were blended together. But um, so what I, well, I mean, punch club, you're doing your research on a new traveling exhibit. Uh, we've got a bunch of other things coming down the pipe, but what's a, uh, What's Kim most excited about? With the museum or life in general? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I really like my cat. Um, I've been, um, I bought her um, a new toy that's a a dinosaur. um, Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's pretty fun. People are relating to you so much more right now. (laughs) Like, oh, the museum nerd actually has a cat? <laughs> Her name's Sophia. Um, she's pretty awesome. Uh, you're also going to Disney, let's be honest. I wish. No, actually. Um, Come I, on, you're going. I turned 40 this year, and so I'm hoping to plan a trip to Harry Potter World. It's been a lifelong it, goal of mine. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, my wife does not listen to this, um, but she just got, for Christmas, Harry Potter jammies. <gasps> I have a Harry Potter onesie. Like, they're, like from Costco, they're like, she... She works from home. She may live in them. I'm just saying. Wash those. <clears throat> wash, wash them. She doesn't listen, so it's fine. Oh, well, good, good. Otherwise, um, I'm going to be in trouble either I was way. like, you do know that I know her. So well, 100% you know, you know her. Can... And you guys are totally both Harry Potter nerds. And I yeah. was like, you know, that. Anyway. Um, but for the museum, probably the thing I'm most excited about <laughs> it's is... Mimiosa, not Mimosa. <laughs> Dominga Mimiosa. <laughs> um... I really, I swear to God, I've only had a sip. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to the traveling exhibit going to the City of Raleigh Museum. I'm excited about programming for that. We started here in Asheville, and I think that's one of the things we've always talked about Mm -hmm. is we want to be the museum for the state. Mm -hmm. And having that reach going out to the east, I think that's a huge deal for us. I really Mm do. And I'm excited about getting more people involved in all three sections of the state that we've kind of broken it down to, Coastal Piedmont Mountains. But I would really like to see like more things happening on that side. It's just, it's hard. It is hard. It's hard hard. to commute. It's hard to, you know, just have that, to have that outreach that way. Yeah. Yeah. At one, that exhibit's heavy, as you said. (laughs) All three of them are heavy. I mean, it's a big, it's a, it's a a museum exhibit. It's not just a, it's not what we think of when you think if you go to a conference and you pop up a display, this is a custom made exhibit by Design Dimensions out of Wilson. And they did such a great job. Yes, they did a beautiful beautiful job. Yeah. And it's mobile, but it's, it's, it's durable, a custom piece. But it's yeah. So um, they did not skimp on the materials. 
No, it's meant to last, which is a good thing. Which is good because yeah. we'd love to be able to send it all around <laughs> for years to come. And so, yeah, I'm I'm going to roll up there literally with my cases and put this whole exhibit together. And it's going to be great. I'm very excited about it. I'm excited about the partnerships with all the different breweries, wineries, distilleries, all of them in um, the Piedmont. And so, yeah, I'm going to be coming for them. I've been reaching out already this week to a lot of different people. You've been very, very busy this week because yes. my inbox is blown up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry it's fine. That. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's important. That, that I mean, you're the brains behind the entire museum. <laughs> if, you, you're not, if you're not still interested in it, we're all in trouble. <laughs> that being said, what else? What, what What's what's the, I mean, if you could encompass... Uh, the North Carolina Craft Beverage Museum in 2023, like a premonition of what's going to happen besides world domination. What can you think of that you would like to see uh, within the next year? I mean, we've, we've talked about, we kind of have like this hub and spoke model, right? We have mm -hmm. the spokes where we've actively looked for hubs at times mm -hmm. um, and trying to get the funding. So what we're, I mean, between me and you, I'm not good at raising money. Mm-hmm. You have already told me you're not good at raising money. So really, we need a fundraiser. Yes. And the first three letters in fundraiser are fun. So it is fun. <laughs> it's just we we haven't had the time to dedicate to, yeah, yeah. to really track down some more dough. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately, you know, this museum is really at its tipping point where it's time to grow our uh, friend base for like a better term. I'm looking forward to planning later this year when we come up on our anniversary in May, um, a like friends uh, event where we acknowledge the people who have supported us from the beginning and hopefully grow um, friends across the state and help people understand that we can help um, support uh, local businesses, the economy, uh, market for our different beverage producers and providers. And so um, we want to be there. We want to help um, encourage to drink local and eat local and um, North Carolina agriculture. And and so I think really um, what I see in 2023 is when people start to actually see all of these programs, all these things we're doing, how they can benefit and hopefully build um, a grow our friend base. Um, and, you know, if you've got people across, I would love to see people across the state engaged, not just in Western North Carolina, but get, you know, obviously, yes, fundraising. So, you know, if you're just have a bunch of cash hanging out and if you don't know sleep, what to do with sleeping it. Sleeping on piles of money. Why wouldn't you establish yourself <laughs> in the museum world? I mean, because <laughs> we um, support your local businesses and okay. it'll come back to you. So, you know, if you're sitting on piles of cash, well, we know what to do with yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, we're also, uh, there's a newsletter in the works. Yes. I'm so as that. a member, you you would get to get mm -hmm. perks with a newsletter. I mean, there's a lot of really, really cool things coming uh, in the upcoming year. And I can't wait to see uh, as we're sitting here, maybe in eight months from now, yeah, uh, across from each other, just exhausted from all the stuff that we've done. And we'll see where this kind of grows and goes. Yeah. I mean, Dream World, eight months from now, we're opening our own museum facility and we've got our, you know, spokes, a.k.a. pop-up exhibits yeah. all across the state. Just ribbon cutting. Yeah, That's just, what we, yeah, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Let's say we want, by this time next year, we want six more ribbons cut. We've done yeah. three permanent exhibits. So three in the middle of the state and three in the east. That'd be amazing. Yeah, let's do that. That would be the the spokes that we're looking for. Yeah. So if th that's the other thing. If you're thinking that you want to add some history to your place or, you know, be on the educational side of things with uh, telling uh, the history of a craft beverage. And like 
when I say beverage, it don't, uh, you know, don't limit yourself to just alcoholic products because we've talked about, we have a milk program in the works and we have yes. uh, coffee and tea folks that we've worked with. You talked to somebody making shrubs the other day. Yeah. Savor Shrub. We just met yesterday and I'm really excited about some education programs that we're working on. It's yeah, not we, far enough along to talk no, about we, it yet. We, yeah. I know, but we, we made shrubs <laughs> like in class the day you sent me the email about meeting somebody that makes shrubs. And I was like, we just did that today. It was just, <laughs> sure. it was meant to be. It was. Yeah, it yeah. was meant to be. Uh, that being said, thank you for being here. K-Money Kim. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is your beer costume. That was the best way to start this. Uh, and thank you to Danny McConnell from McConnell Farms for uh, sponsoring the podcast. Uh, thanks for everything that you do, Danny. Uh, thank you also for the gallon of cider you just gave me. Uh, my son has crushed it. And thank you for everyone to listening. Uh, thank that. No, words are hard right now. We're done. We're <laughs> done.